God in Christ Jesus concerning you. All right, let's go ahead and open in prayer, and then uh, we'll get into the message here. Lord, we love you so much. Thank you again for your word. And Lord, there's so much to be thankful for um, in each of our lives. Lord, the individual blessings that you've given to us, the, the blessings that you've given to all of mankind, uh, creation and, uh, and health, uh, Lord, just life itself. And then to the, to the church, Lord, to the salvation and the Holy Spirit's indwelling so much, Lord, we could, we could spend hours thanking you and praising you for all you've done. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you be with this short time here, and I pray that uh, you'd be with me, help me to say only what you'd have me to say, and help us to, uh, help this message to, um, help us to have, have a little bit more, more of a thankful mind, thankful mindset. Uh, Lord, as we, as we enter, of course, the holiday season and really throughout the rest of our lives. And uh, we ask all these things. I pray that you bless Pastor and Mary Ann. Please touch and heal them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Psalm chapter 100. Um, I do have, this is a three-part message, but I will be dwelling basically only on um, one part here. I uh, had uh, the three, three points of being thankful. So, First Thessalonians chapter 5 says, In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God. And so I was going to say some of everything. So listing a couple, some things out of everything that we're supposed to be thankful for. Number one, of course, we should be thankful for our salvation. Second Corinthians chapter 9 says, Now thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. And it's something that Brother June was talking about. Sometimes we can't even really put into words how much or what God has done for us. Um, Paul, the, the great um, intellect, the intellectual mind that he had, he just said it's unspeakable. You can't even really begin to try to develop it too much. It's just unspeakable, a word that means indescribable. Um, John also said, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. It's a type of love that is really unlike any other love. Um, and so the, the salvation that has been granted to us, uh, we should never, never lose sight of. It always should, be, should bring a spirit of thankfulness into our hearts and lives. And also we are, we're supposed to give thanks for each other. For fellow believers. There's only one epistle of Paul's where he does not thank God for believers. Um, and the interesting enough, that is the epistle of Galatians where a false doctrine had crept in. And he wasn't sure who was saved or who wasn't. Um, so those who he knew he was addressing, this is a primarily saved body of believers. Um, he says, I give thanks to God for you. But I think the most important thing we can do is, is just give thanks for God. But before I get into to our message, into the message, I do want to read. Um, I had a few different tidbits about Thanksgiving throughout American history that I was wanting to read. I'm just going to read one here for the sake of time again. And this is regarding Abraham's Lincoln Abraham Lincoln's proclamation um, in 1863. He set aside the last Thursday of that November. Uh, for an official Thanksgiving. This is not when the holiday Thanksgiving was um, established. That would be in 1941. Um, but this is when Abraham Lincoln established a day of thanks, day of Thanksgiving. In 1863, which if you know your history, that is right smack dab in the middle of the Civil War. Um, the Battle of Gettysburg had just been fought and won, but up to that point, the, the North was basically losing all the battles. But Abraham Lincoln still set aside a time, he's like, we've got to give thanks to God. And I'm going to read what he said in this, uh, when he was making the proclamation about this holiday. It says, the, he said, the year that is drawing toward its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. They're in the middle of a civil war. 
And he's focusing on the fruitful fields and the healthful skies that God has, has provided. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they are come, others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart that is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. No human counsel hath devised nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. Of course, he's quoting Habakkuk, or he's referencing Habakkuk chapter 3, in wrath, remember mercy. So in the middle of the Civil War, the country, we think the country's divided now. Um, there they were fighting. They were having battles and their lines were drawn. And Abraham Lincoln, the president, still took time, says we need to thank God. And he looked at what he could be thanked for. The different things he's bringing out, says we have so much to be thanked for. Even in the middle of a Civil War, we can still look at what God has done in our country in this year of 1863 and thank God and then praise Him. So I just, it's a great encouragement to me um, that uh, we can still look around. Yes, our country's in bad shape, but we can still look around and see where God has blessed us, how greatly um, we've been blessed and how many things we have to give thanks to God for. All right, now into the message. We're going to be looking at one of the things to give thanks to God for is the character of God. Psalm 100, verse 4. We'll read verses 4 and 5. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Here we have the psalmist states that when you're going to enter into God's house, you should have that spirit of thanksgiving. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. And then throughout your life, be thankful unto him and bless his name. And we are given three aspects of God's character that should cause us to have a grateful attitude. That should cause us to give thanks to God for. The Lord's goodness, his mercy, and his truth. Now these three things, any, any aspect of God's character is staggering to try to wrap your brain around. Uh, and we can, we'll never really fully wrap our brain around it. But we're going to look a little bit here at these three. Number one, His goodness. For the Lord is good. There are four psalms that begin with the command to give thanks to the Lord because He is good. That's Psalm 106, 107, 118, and 136. All begin with the command to praise God, to thank God, for He is good. And other psalms mention it. They give that same command throughout the chapter. The goodness of, the, of God can never be overstated. We can't praise God too much for His goodness. Or we can't say, well, that's, you're, you're ascribing too much goodness to God. It's impossible. The Lord is good. We know the Lord is love. He is just, but He is good. The goodness of God is one of the things that Satan wants you to doubt. It is one of the primary things that he will attack when he is launching an attack on a Christian. If he can get somebody to doubt the goodness of God, 
he has a major, major advantage in attacking a Christian. How do we know this? That's exactly what he did when he tempted Eve. He said, yeah, if the Lord really cared about you, he would let you eat of this tree of knowledge and good and evil. Let's turn, let's turn over there. Genesis chapter 3, real, real quick, just so I get the wording right on this. Genesis chapter 3. We'll pick it up, verse 4 again. should be familiar to most of us. Genesis 3, verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. He's telling Eve, God is withholding something good from you. He is attacking the goodness of God. The very first temptation, the very first attack that Satan launches on mankind, he attacks God's goodness. God doesn't really want what is best for you, or else he would let you eat of that tree. And of course, it was an effective attack. With Eve, it's an effective attack, I think, with all of us. If we do not believe the Lord is good, we're never going to have a truly thankful spirit. We will never serve him with all of our being if we don't fully believe that he is good. So when we're faced with temptations and when we're faced with trials of life, always keep this in mind. We can always be thankful, at least, for the character of God and His goodness. That He wants the best for every one of us. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name, for the Lord is good. second characteristic we see is that His mercy is everlasting. If you were to flip over to Psalm 136, you would find that, that his birth, the phrase, for his mercy endureth forever, completes every single verse of that chapter. It's an important principle that I think God wants us to know. That I think God wants us to remember. That his mercy is everlasting. It endures forever. Mercy, of course, is key in our salvation. God did not have mercy upon us and show us mercy, we wouldn't be saved. But mercy is also very key in our continual walk with God. We should never lose sight of the mercy of God, and we should never get to a point where we think we are beyond the mercy of God. That is another thing that the devil would love people to think. I've run into it in the jail. I'm, I'm too bad. God can't save me. I've done too many wrong things. I've run out of God's mercy. That is exactly what the devil wants people to think. That you are too sinful. God can't use you. You've done too many things. You, you failed him too many times. But that goes exactly against God's word. His mercy will never fail. It endures forever. I'm going to read a verse out of the book of Lamentations. Or a few verses here in Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and 23. It is of the Lord's mercy that, are, that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. We sing, of course, the song, Great is thy faithfulness. It is found in the word of God regarding the mercy of God. And every, every day we can say, you know what, I may have failed God yesterday, 
But I can get up. His mercies are new every morning. I can get up and I can serve God today because His compassions fail not. He is faithful. His mercy endures forever. We can give thanks to God for that. When we wake up and we're faced, we, see, we know we've got a stressful day ahead of us. Or maybe, again, we know we failed God in the past. We can get up and thank God for the mercy He has given to us. That we can still serve Him, regardless of how sinful we are. He remembereth our frame. He knoweth that we are dust. And He still extends that mercy to us so that we can still serve Him however minutely we as humans can. But His mercies endure forever. We should thank God for that. And that should cause us to have that thankful heart. Even after failing Him, still say, you know what? It's still thank God for that mercy that He has not done with me yet. Still trust in God's mercy. Be thankful for His mercy. And also, of course, lastly, we can thank, be thankful to Him for because His truth endureth to all generations. Thought struck me when I was preparing this message. What hope would we have if the truth of God stopped at some point? Just think. You're in eternity. Everything's great. You're in heaven. And the truth of God stops. What happens? I don't know, because it's not going to. Or we can think about maybe in our life. We're trusting in, our, in, in God for our salvation. We're trusting that He is watching out for us, that He is protecting us. And then the truth of God stops in the middle of your life. What a hopeless life that would be. To not have God's truth to cling to through the trials of life. Or you're about to pass off this earth and God's truth suddenly stops. No hope for eternity. Of course, we know that cannot happen because God is truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And God, of course, will never cease to exist. And because of that, His truth will never cease to exist. It will endure forever. Any promise of God is as true today as it was when he spoke it. Think of that. There have been some promises that I have made that they're not as true now as they were ten years ago. There's been some, some things that I've said that, you know, looking back ten years later, I'm like, oh, you know what? My truth did not endure very long. But God's truth endures forever. And because of that, we can have a thankful heart. Knowing that we can trust to God's promises. Because His word is true. And it will never fail. When He says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. It's truth. We can trust in that. We can be thankful. When my mother and father forsake me, Psalm 27 says, Then the Lord will lift me up. When everyone else has failed us, we can cling to the truth of God's word that He will never leave us. And we can cling to that truth because His truth endures to all generations. Why would we not be thankful? Why would we have an ungrateful heart when we can look at how great our God is? And how we can be thankful to Him just these three aspects of His character. His goodness, His mercy, and the fact that His truth endures. How can we have an ungrateful heart? We sometimes get so wrapped up in our circumstances that we wonder, man, how can we find anything to be thankful for? 
How can we not be thankful? Look at the God we serve. Look at the one who has saved us. We can have that thankful heart knowing that God is good, that His mercy is everlasting, and that His truth endureth to all generations. And then you can get into all the things that He's given to us. But we, if we start with the character of God and being thankful for, for God Himself, man, all the other things, all the other thanks will fall into line. Once you're thankful for God's goodness, you'll recognize how His goodness has, has presented itself to you in your life. How has it been made manifest through your family, through your church, through your pastor? But it gets back to God's goodness. And you can, again, any aspect of God, you can draw back to that. We can be thankful to God because He is good. Because His mercy endures. We can have that thankful heart. No matter what we face. Any, any dire circumstance you face in life, these three things will be true. God is good. His mercy is everlasting. And truth endures to all generations. And because of that, we should have a thankful heart no matter what circumstance we face. We can't have it through God. All right, let's go ahead and bow our heads, close our eyes.